Welcome back to this week's episode of Grief with Grace. I loved the conversations that I had with some of you after episode 69, which was my interview with Scott Howard from, I think that was two weeks ago now. Those conversations inspired the topic for this week because many of you wrote and asked me about what I meant when I said that that interview was an edge for me. So let me ask you, what's your edge? Welcome to Grief with Grace, the podcast for women healing from loss, trauma, and grief, or who know there's more to life but aren't sure what it is or where to find it. Whatever brought you here, you are not alone. I'm your hostess, Lori Latimer, soul navigator, mystic, intuitive, bereaved mom, and grief and trauma guide. Recreating my own life after a divorce in 2008 and going on to create and live a life I'd only dreamed of after that, I found myself on a new healing journey after my 29-year-old son unexpectedly left this life in January of 2019. So I invite you to grab a journal, a cup of tea, light a candle and get cozy, and allow yourself to be seen, held, soothed, and inspired on your journey to wholeness. Blending the practical with the spiritual, each week my guests and I will inspire you to connect with who you are at soul level so you can find moments of joy in the everyday. Because even on the darkest days, there is joy if you know how and where to look for it. In the intro to that episode, I said that publishing that interview was an edge for me. And if you haven't listened to that episode yet, I would highly encourage you to go do it now. It's a really amazing interview filled with so many interesting things that are sure to pique your curiosity. But it, it was an edge for me because it, it was out of the realm of any of my other podcasts. I mean, we talked about the paranormal and other things that I really haven't publicly talked about, or at least not in that way. And so it was a leap for me to publish it but I knew that it was time. And the reason I knew that, or the way that I knew that is because it brought up so much inside of me, so much um, like angst and agitation and worrying about what people would think, you know, would they think that I had lost my mind talking about some of those things, worrying that it would, I don't know, cause people to stop following the podcast, so many things. And I share that because Well, for one thing, I'm pushing another edge by admitting any of that publicly. I didn't have to use that as an example. I didn't have have to admit any of this. I could have just had my email conversations with these women and left it at that. But again, it's an edge for me to talk about this. And so you see how that works? We do one thing that pushes our edge and that takes us to the next thing. And so then we push that edge and we're taken to the next thing. So what exactly is an edge? Well, that was one of the questions that I kept getting after episode 69. And basically, it's the thing that you think you cannot do. It's the next step that you're afraid to take. It might be something big or it might be something small. It doesn't matter what it is. What matters is that it's something you hesitate to do. It gives you butterflies in your stomach. It makes your heart race a little bit. It brings up that angst and that agitation that I was just talking to you about. It makes you think, oh no, not that. I can't do that. And that's when you know it's exactly what you must do. And I was feeling all of those things about that episode. You know, I didn't have to release that interview. I could have just shelved it. 
And I've heard of podcasters who don't release certain interviews that they do. That would have been taking the easy way out. And that would have, it would have eaten away at me inside. So there's there's a place inside of you. I want to bring this around now to healing. There's a place inside of you that wants to heal at a deeper level, that desires to heal at a deeper level, that knows that deeper healing is possible and that you're ready for it. It's a place that knows that suffering is not what you came here for. And it's a place inside of you that knows that your edge is your next step on your healing path. And what I've learned from always pushing my edge, at least since I started on my personal development journey after my divorce in 2008, because honestly, before that, I don't know, I, I did push my edges a lot throughout my life, but I wasn't really aware that that's what I was doing. And there were a lot of ways that I held back and I took it, I played it safe. That's probably the best way to say it. I played it safe. I stayed in my comfort zone. And so that's the difference. After my divorce, I was very aware of it. And I did things that before 2008, I would have never done. And so what I've learned from always pushing my edge is that that's where my growth opportunities are. That's where my healing opportunity is. It's where my soul wants to grow, to expand, to learn, to experience, and to take my healing to a deeper level. You know, I truly believe, and I think that if you're listening to this podcast, you probably do too, even if you're not consciously aware of it yet, we come to this life to grow as a soul, to have different experiences that help us grow at soul level, as well as to grow as a human being while we're here. But what happens is too many of us end up halting our growth because we get stuck in our comfort zone. As I say that, it reminds me what just came to me is, and I probably won't get this exactly right, but there's a saying that goes something like, some people live one year 90 times and others live 90 different years. So think about that for a minute. The person that lived one year 90 times is just living the same year over and over and over again, just going through the motions. They're living in their comfort zone. They never step outside of their comfort zone and do anything different. They get up every day. They do the same thing, whether it's going to work or they're a stay-at-home mom. They come home. They probably sit in front of the TV most of the night, but they never push the edges of their comfort zone. They never step outside of it. They never push their edge. And then there are other people who live 90 years, and each year is a different year in the 90 years that they're on this planet or, you know, however long they're here. And I will say that one of the things about my son, Greg, is that he was here for 29, a little over 29 years. He lived 29 different years in those 29 years. He explored, he traveled, he went back to school when he was probably about 25, I think, 24, 25. Um, You know, he wasn't satisfied with the status quo in his life. I like to think that he learned some of that from me because I did things that were not status quo over the course of his life. And especially starting in 2008, after I left my marriage, I started pushing my edges in a big way then and living a different year each year after that. So again, what's your edge? Let me see if I can think of some examples real quickly here. Um, So it might be, 
It might be letting go of a story that you're carrying about whatever your loss or trauma was, a story that keeps you stuck or that keeps you in a victim mindset. It might be letting go of a limiting belief like like you're broken and your life ended the day that you experienced your loss or trauma. And as I say that, I want to be really clear. I'm going to go off on a little tangent right now. But yes, your life as it had been did end on the day of your trauma or loss. The life I had been living before January 6th of 2019 is gone forever. But it's up to me. I have a choice to make as to whether or not I recreate and rebuild my life or not. And so, yes, your life that you had been living before your loss or trauma did end with your loss or trauma, but you are still here and you and your life still matter. It's up to you how you choose to experience your life now. All right. So what was I talking about before I went off on that tangent? Oh, um, I was talking about your edge and examples of your edge. So some other examples. Uh, Let's see. So your edge might be starting a group or a foundation in your loved one's honor. It might be trying to enact legislation related to how your loved one left this life. It might be writing a book. It might be Uh, It might be asking someone to do something for you to honor your loved one. I did that recently. About a little over a week ago, eight of my son Greg's friends went to Colorado for a few days. Now, Greg and his girlfriend had gone there about seven or eight months before he went to Spirit, and he loved it. He came home and talked about it a lot. One of these couples even went to Colorado on their honeymoon a few months ago. They had never been there. So I asked these friends of his, four couples, They all knew him very well. They've been friends of his for years and years. And I asked them to take some of his ashes with them and scatter them for me in Colorado because he loved it there so much. That wasn't easy to do. It brings up a lot of pain. It's it's another reminder that my son is no longer in this physical life. So it's uncomfortable asking them to take part of my son to a place that I'm not at and leave him there. It makes me vulnerable because I'm asking someone to do something for me that is so precious and so sacred, but I love these people and I trust them. I wouldn't ask just anyone to do it, but I did ask them to do it. So yes, that was another edge for me, but then they sent me a video of when they did it and it was absolutely beautiful and it filled my heart in ways that I can't even begin to describe. And I know without a doubt that Greg was with them on that trip. And I am eternally grateful to each of those eight people for doing that for me. I don't take that lightly. So, mm, oh, here's another example. Your edge might be cleaning out your loved one's belongings. Now that's a big one. I know that. When you do that, I invite you to do it over a period of time and not all at once. You will not be able to do it all at once. My mom left this life just over seven years ago, and I've had a lot of her things in my house since then. A lot of, a lot of, um, you know, things that I will never get rid of, like some of her china. And I can't even think off the top of my head of things right now that I'm keeping, um, But I also had a lot of papers and cards and now not cards she gave me, but cards that other people had given her old canceled checks that she had written because I wanted to keep her handwriting, just stuff. I mean, the things we keep is really fascinating when you can like step away from it and look at it from an observer point of view, but we do it because we crave, mm, 
I'm just going to say what's really coming through. We're desperate to hold on to anything that they touched, that they wrote, that they wore, just anything that's a part of them. And so I had a lot of my mom's things. And last fall, so this would have been a little over six years after she'd left this life, I finally started going through and releasing some of those things because I don't need all that stuff. I don't need canceled checks that she wrote. I have cards she wrote to me, so I don't need these canceled checks. I did keep, I found a canceled check because my mom kept, oh my heavens, she kept tax returns back 25, 30 years ago when my dad was still alive. And in one of them, I found a check my dad had written. And I did keep that because it has his handwriting on it. And I don't have anything with my dad's handwriting on it. My mom always signed all the cards she gave us throughout the years. So I did keep that check. But I released a lot of that stuff because I don't need it. She certainly doesn't need any of it. But doing that was a process. It wasn't something I did in an afternoon or even a day. This went on over the course of a few weeks. And I knew as I would pick something up, and this is something I would encourage you to do whenever you do decide to do this, pick something up, close your eyes and and hold it against your heart. Connect with your loved one in spirit as you do that. And then ask them, is it time for me to release this? If you get a yes, then go ahead and release it. Now, with some of the checks my mom had written and their tax returns and that kind of thing, I shredded those. But a lot of other things I donated to a charity. Um, so another thing that might be an edge, talking about clear clearing things out because I'm getting ready to move. It might be moving out of your home, the home that your child or your spouse lived in with you. That is a huge one. And moving is bringing up a lot of things for me right now. Because even though Greg never lived with me in this home, this is the first home that I lived in without any of my children with me. I moved in here after they were both grown and gone out of, um, you know, out of, they, they were no longer living with me, but Greg helped me move in here. He used to come over and I'd cook dinner for him. He came here when we'd go to baseball games or football games or to a sports bar to watch football or baseball. So he's very, very present in this home because he was here so much. And it will be hard to leave here and be in a home where he's never been. But I know it's time and I know that he will be with me no matter where I am. Uh, something else that might be an edge for you. This is a fun one, but something else that might be an edge for you might be to start a consistent meditation practice or consistent yoga practice or start a meditation or yoga practice. It might be eliminating refined sugar from your diet or engaging in a new self-care practice of some kind that you've been curious about, but you haven't tried out yet. You know, one lady um, this was interesting. After our email exchanges, she told me that her edge was reaching out to me via email because she wasn't sure that I would really read it or respond, even though I've said very clearly on the podcast that at least as of right now, I do read and respond to every meal email that I receive. So that was an edge for her. So, you know, your edge might be reaching out to me for a discovery call or a breathwork session or a soul navigation healing session. There are so many possibilities to what your edge might be, but each time you push an edge and step over it, you grow, you heal a little more each time your soul grows and expands. And that's why we're here. We're here for experiences that our soul wanted to have. 
So my invitation to you is to not allow whatever loss or trauma you experienced stop you from growing as a soul. That would be another tragedy because the pain in this lifetime, it'll be gone once we return to spirit. Whatever pain you're feeling right now, it'll be gone just like that once you return to spirit. The thing is that if we don't take the opportunity to grow as a soul in this lifetime, we will have squandered some beautiful opportunities that our soul desired for growth. And I believe that we'll have to reincarnate again to do some of what we don't do or what we stop ourselves from experiencing this time. And I know without a doubt that I do not want to do this over again. And that's why I push my edges as often as I can even when they're super uncomfortable. And believe me, they are. Starting this podcast was a huge edge for me. You know, so even when they're super uncomfortable and they scare the daylights out of me, I do them. I've been journaling um, over the past few days about some of the other edges that I know I need to push soon. But right now my focus is on serving my current clients and on packing so that I can move in a month. All right. I think that's all for this episode. Um, But I thought this was an important topic because I did get several emails and messages on social media about that comment that I made, which I didn't anticipate would happen. And I love that people reached out and asked me about it. So if there's anything that I say that you're curious about and want me to explain or expand on, send me an email or a message on social media. We can either do it through email or if I get enough inquiries, I'll do a podcast episode about it. And I will say, though, email is really the best way to reach me. And I, the email that, um, that I have people use is info at lorilatimer.com. But that's really the best way to reach me because I check my email throughout the day. But social media, not so much. And especially as I'm getting busier um, packing and all that, I, I don't have the bandwidth for a lot on social media. Um, as always, I would be honored if you would leave me a rating and review on Apple podcasts or send me an email if you have a review or a reflection of the podcast, and I'll be back with another episode next week. Um, and next week I will also have a little announcement because I'm doing something that's another edge for me in September, but I'll tell you about that next week. All right. As always, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it so much. And until next week, I am sending you so much love, light, beauty, and grace. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Grief with Grace. Please be sure to like our Grief with Grace podcast Facebook page and find me on Instagram at at Lori underscore Latimer. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts so that you receive a reminder when new episodes are uploaded. And please leave a rating and review so I can continue to bring you new content and new interviews each week. If you find this podcast valuable, and I really hope you do, please be sure to share it with a woman who could use some inspiration in her life and on her journey. Until next time, I invite you to find a moment of joy today and every day.